Welcome back to another episode of Sports Rundown. I'm your host, Z, and joining me today are my co-host, Waddles, Jackson, and Josh. This is the Sports Rundown podcast where we are four college students coming to you from the campus of Palm Beach Atlantic University, here to bring you all the sports and all the news that goes with it. All right, welcome back to another NFL episode of Sports Rundown. I hope all of you guys had a great Thanksgiving, and we're going to start by going over some Week 12 NFL games, starting with the three Thanksgiving matchups. Yeah, the first one on uh, Thanksgiving was the Lions and Bills uh, playing Bills back in Detroit, even though they flew home for a few days before the game. A very exciting game uh, all around, uh, coming in with – Final field goal in the last two seconds uh, to give the Bills the win. Rather disappointing as a Lions fan myself. You know the Bills are actually the most recent team to win back-to-back games in Detroit. I saw that because the the Lions (laughs) haven't done it since 2016. That's funny. (sighs) What a poverty franchise. That is just unbelievable. And the Lions didn't play bad in this game. They had a lead with... With less than three three minutes in the the fourth, they seemed like they had the momentum for most of the game too. Like they were playing really well, and then the Bills they just came storming back. It looked back. like it really looked like this game was going to overtime when Detroit got a field goal at twenty three seconds left, but that that was too much time to leave the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, and the one scoring play in the third quarter that kind of didn't really give the Bills much of a lead. Because uh, it still would have won with a field goal, but was the safety uh, in the end zone for Goff that it was it wasn't affecting end of the game points, but it was definitely affecting morale of the gameplay. It seemed. Yeah, I agree. And then, all right, and then next we had a big N- NFC NFC East um, rivalry game: Giants versus Cowboys. And the the Cowboys ended up take taking this one, ma- making them the the strongest challenger to Philly for the in in their tough division race. Yeah, they kind of just ran away with this one. I feel like if Saquon would have had a few explosive plays, it could have gone differently. But they were able to contain him, and he's basically been running that Giants offense for most of the year. So I feel like that was kind of the difference maker for that one. As of right now, the entire division's in the playoffs. Yeah, because the commanders are looking good. So we'll have to to see if that stands because I don't know if they'll be able to hold on to that because they've had a pretty light schedule uh, other than getting that win versus the Eagles, which was really impressive. I mean, their defense has been looking really good, but we just have to see with them. Yeah, this game, again, uh, like we said, uh, controlling – for uh, Dallas, for sure. But also, in the first half, it looked like uh, the Giants might be able to do something there uh, with the extra field goals over uh, putting it 13-7. And then, of course, Dallas took off in the second half. Giants weren't able to score until the last eight seconds of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the Giants' offense didn't really do much until the second half of that game, especially from a fantasy standpoint. And even then, it was too little too late. Yeah. And then we have the last game, which is Patriots-Vikings. The Vikings came out on top. 
Yeah, and this was a huge game for playoff positioning for both teams and for the Patriots remaining in the playoff picture because if the Patriots had gotten a win, they would have moved to 7-4 and four and been only one game out of their d- division's lead. But moving down to 6-5, and five, they're, they're in a vulnerable spot in the AFC wild card race. Yeah, especially trailing, uh, obviously, behind New York, but also uh, Buffalo and Miami, who are both playing well. Miami, with Tua back, winning more more and more games, w- making that gap just harder for them to catch up with. I've said it all season, and I'll say it again. As long as Tua is healthy, Miami's going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're still, they're still undefeated with Tua at quarterback. Very yeah, that's true. true. I mean, he's got two elite wide receivers. I mean, you've got Mike Jacecki. I mean, Chase Edmonds, you're bringing in, you know, they were trading for Bradley Chubb. I mean, they're just, they're going all in, and they look really good every week they play. It doesn't matter if it's a close game. They they get the close games. Yeah. And then on the other side of that game, the Vikings, can we talk about Kirk Cousins finally having a Wh- really good a performance prime in primetime? Against a team with a winning record, yeah. The the Minnesota Vikings are are sitting at nine and two, and they're only one game out of the top record in the whole league, yeah, in the NFC. So Minnesota with Kirk Cousins and their offense having Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, who could make himself an MVP candidate, and Adam Thielen, they're they're cooking right now. I feel like we had this conversation the other day. We don't actually think that Justin Jefferson can win MVP. No. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously going to be a QB award yeah. because you notice that the top odds, there's not even like a single running back or wide receiver like the skill players or anything. So, I he's mean, definitely, you could say... definitely the front runner for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. MVP, I think his ceiling just from his position is going to be going to be being a finalist, but I could see yeah. that being a, a likely scenario. Don't they... Have the MVP and Offensive Player of the Year being the same person pretty often? No. No? It's usually no, it's whoever wins MVP is not eligible yeah, to... Yeah. Okay, yeah. So then I could definitely see him getting that for sure. No. Him and Tyreek are going back and forth in terms of stats for wide receivers right now. I think they're, from what I saw, they're only one yard off of each other. Jefferson only has one less yard than Tyreek does. So it's going to be a close race for the rest of the year. I don't think that's right. Neither does E. He's checking on you right now. Tyreek has like 1,233, and then Jefferson has 1,232. Yeah, Ty- Tyreek really? has one more wow. yard. How many uh, receptions? Yeah, what's the reception what's the difference? difference at? I swear the reception I'll difference is only games, like two. games played. But, yeah, Tyreek has outgained him by one yard. But I know they're both very close to on pace for the, the receiving record. Uh. That's got that's wild because both of them have good wide receiver twos taking yards. Because I mean, Jalen Waddle's got like nine hundred fifty yards. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Waddle's fifth in the the league yeah. this year. That's wild. I feel like that makes it impressive for both of them. Yeah, because of the fact that Tyrese getting like you were just saying, Waddle is taking away receptions and yards from him. But then at the same time, I mean, Thielen's been having a pretty solid year, but he hasn't been how he was a couple years ago in his prime. So Jefferson is getting double teamed constantly, and he's still making these amazing catches and putting up the stats that he's been putting up since he got in the league. So I would almost give the offensive player of the year edge to Tyreek just because of Waddle. 
Where does where's Thielen rank? He's got to be high, he's got to be fairly high up there, relatively speaking. In yards. In yards, yeah. He's thirty fifth with five mm. five fifty three. Yeah, so that's he's, not as good as I no. That's not where I thought he'd be. He's been doing all right, but not yeah. like See, he's had so, his games. So based off that, I'd give. Tyreek Offensive Player of the Year for that We just have to see how it goes the rest of the season. Because the Dolphins have a pretty tough schedule for, like, coming up. They have a big road trip against San Francisco this week and then at the Chargers the next week. And then who is it after that? I think it was at the Bills. But both both these receivers, though, who are having historic seasons in Tyreek and Jefferson, they... They both notably have quarterbacks who have received a lot of hate go- coming in previous years and coming into this year. But both of Kirk Cousins and Tua have both outperformed expectations sizably this year. Like, I agree. I like both. Both, of the both those guys have done a great job setting up their receivers, get, getting them the ball, and letting them make plays. All right, let's move on to uh, the rest of the week with uh, games on Sunday. You guys have any notable games from that week? Oh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags upsetting the Baltimore Ravens. On a two-point conversion, too. That was really impressive. That that was a gutsy call from them, but it not, worked out in the end. I'm honestly, I was surprised Justin Tucker missed that. I don't care. I, I understand that it was 67 yards and it would have been a new NFL record. I, by, I was, I by was, a yard, though, because he hit 66, what? Last a year, or two, year was it last, last year? year? Yeah, I also I would not have been one bit surprised. I was about to say I really I because really it thought was, it was going to go in. It was on target too for sure, but yeah, it was it, w- it, w- it wasn't far off. Yeah, the distance was pretty close. But then, uh, speaking of wins on two point conversions, the Chargers were able to do that as well against the Cardinals. <sighs> There's been so much drama with the Cardinals this year. I know. So I I don't know what to think. I f- I like on paper. Yeah, and like I feel they're, so they're highly, talented. they're sitting at four and yeah. eight right now. They're sitting at four and eight, but I feel like on paper, Kyler Murray and DeAndre, and I get that DeAndre hasn't played all like a lot this season. But come on, the Browns without Deshaun Watson are better than you. Come on, like really, like I just feel yeah, like the that Cardinals shouldn't be are, happening. Yeah, they, like they've just, underperformed by far for the talent on their roster. A hundred percent. I just I don't know. And with James Conner, since coming back from injury, has actually played very well. So they've they've had a lot of games now where all their best players have played well, and it just hasn't translated to a win. But another notable performance was the Raiders, and especially Josh Jacobs this week against the Seahawks. As Jacobs had 229 rushing yards, another 70-plus receiving yards. I would like to say, while Josh Jacobs had an amazing game, I think it's really just sad the fact that he had to have an incredible, incredible, like, like that's like a lifetime game for him. Like, he may never have a game better than that. That's how good of a game it was. And they won by a touchdown overtime. Like that, That's a very fair point. I mean, but at the same time, though, like, we've been talking about the Seahawks the entire year. Their offense has been really good. And we know that the Raiders' defense, because of the fact that they've just been underwhelming, like completely underwhelming this year, um, that they were probably going to give up that many points. So it was really 
it was an offensive battle, but Jacobs carried the Raiders on his back. Oh well, yeah. If Jacob wasn't, if Josh Jacobs like hadn't played for some weird reason, they would have put up like a touchdown. And he was questionable coming into the game. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't play, this could have been a blot, and the Seahawks are still been, sitting in the playoff. I'm say it would have been disgusting. And I might, you might be right in terms of he might never have a game like this ever again. But at the same time, can we talk about the fact that he's like the running back one in fantasy right no, now? He I, has been putting up a really good year. I'm just, I was just saying that to put it in per, into perspective. Like that's how good of a that's game. How, yeah, like that's how, yeah, that's how insane it was. But it took every bit of that game for them to edge out the Seahawks. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's sad. Who, that you who have haven't to have. been a bad team this year, but are sh- also aren't a phenomenal team. Either. I feel kind of bad for them. Just the fact that now the 49ers are just on an absolute tear right now. And so they're kind of falling off yeah, because at the start of the year, we thought they're undefeated since getting at McCaffrey. the start of the year before uh, the 49ers got McCaffrey. We thought, Hey, the Seahawks might actually have a chance at winning their division this year and staying really solid. And I mean, they're still in that race, but with the run that the 49ers are on right now, it's going to be tough for them. Can I make a bold prediction right now? What? You, Super Bowl, 49ers, Dolphins. I'll call that right now. I mean, they're too... That's not outrageous. Yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't say it is. Personally, I think the Chiefs are going, but... I wouldn't be surprised at the Chiefs. I, I don't I don't know if you yeah, can I ever count the Chiefs the out. I wouldn't be surprised at the Dolphins at this point, but... I'm just saying that's my hot take. I you, mean, because really, I feel like... With this NFL season, we just have to throw records like we off the table. You guys know I predicted the Super Absolutely. Bowl last year. I've got the receipts. I, I'll find it after the podcast and show you guys. I predicted uh, the Bengals and the Bengals Rams. Rams. I predicted that. I thought the Rams were definitely going to make it. I had the Rams winning it all as soon as they got Stafford we, and all of them. My buddy. I wouldn't have thought the Bengals, though, because they had a resurgence, but either way. I well, they were on a tear towards the end of the season, and we were doing like our make 'em brackets, and then you had to like send in your champion and your Super Bowl, and I sent it in, and they were all giving me crap, and then like sure enough, the Super Bowl comes around. I got one of my buddies who graduated a few years before me. He's telling me that how he's got to take me to the casino, asking me for the winning lottery <laughs> numbers, like all that yeah. stuff. All right, so since Z just made a prediction, do we want to all make a, a mid a slightly past midseason Super Bowl prediction? I mean, because I, I it, it would take me a little bit more time. I would need to really think uh, about it. Because I, I think I think that's a good pick. Like 49ers Dolphins, I feel like that could actually potentially happen. My pick at this point would be Chiefs and Cowboys. Okay. Also not. Outrageous. I about to say. I mean, that's neither a, one of those are outrageous. But the the Cowboys. And I see that because of how strong their defense has been this year and how talented it's been. And they, they've been getting better as this. I mean, they're not extremely you know, far behind the Eagles net right now. Points, though, they have the second have best point differential in the NFL right now. I'll, I'll say this. Which is. I, like, like, I don't think that's an outrageous take, but you know why I'm not going to take the Cowboys? Is they have not learned to not play Zeke. Zeke they're still playing Zeke like a running back one. Well, and they, I mean, well, getting, he no, had he had a fairly Pollard good game though. One carries, hmm? like each even when Zeke's been back, they've been giving Pollard more carries, which has been a lot better for their offense. Oh, it their has rushing been, but I has think been more I think they need to give Pollard the keys completely. Over that's, I that's I would have said that earlier in the year after the first couple of games after seeing how Zeke was playing, but this game he had. 
in, a good performance, having 16 carries games and where 90 yards for a touchdown. In games where Zeke hasn't played, I swear, I don't know the official stats on this. He's got to be averaging 30-something fantasy points, you know, close to 200 yards, two touchdowns a game with Zeke, with Zeke gone. Like, teams weren't, like, they, they, he was the only threat as far as running back went. And teams still couldn't do anything about it. That being said, since coming back, Zeke has he hasn't been playing as well as Pollard. He has played well though. And I think having the two running backs, neither of them quite having running back one carries, like both of them having basically splitting the workload will benefit the team as they'll both be fresh heading into the playoffs. Which is a huge advantage to have two running backs who are relatively fresh and have the talent to to break off explosive runs in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't know. And and whoever's been starting, they're, at least the last four or five games, the Cowboys' running game has been very strong. Oh, they've been running CD the ball Lamb phenomenally. CD, their great. offense is clicking great. Their offense right is now. clicking, and their defense well, I mean, a defense led by Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs is just, you know, that's going to be a good defense. Right. And, and I don't feel like the Chiefs need to be explained there. No, yeah, I don't. Say I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Ja- Josh? I mean, I don't I, I don't want to have any bias being a Dolphins fan. I was about fan. to say, as a diehard Miami fan, this should not be that hard. I'm and not a diehard. I'm not a diehard Miami fan. Faced at the, at the earth. Who are, who are you picking? The Martians have the death beam faced at the earth. You want Curry or Iguodala taking the shot? I want Iguodala. Okay, um. Well, while Josh is taking an eternity to You decide, know what, give me... I might have to say Dolphins 49ers, too. I feel like... Okay, we're not, we're not going to talk about it yet because it's literally one of the Week 13 games. So we can go into depth about that, but... I. I think that's a good pick, too. Jackson? I, I don't want to say Eagles just because they're on top. And because that'd be a simp move. <laughs> okay, but the fact that the Eagles have been winning well. like They they haven't been sneaking out by with wins every game. Like they, I would say this their, year's their Eagles. Point I will say when their point differential, points differential is They are third in the league. I will say... They have the best record. Wait, who's number one right now? Is it the, the Chiefs? The Bills. Oh, the off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually surprises me. Then where me. are the Chiefs at right Fourth. now? Fourth. Okay. Yeah. I, I will say, I am just watching it, the way the Eagles feel, feel a lot like that Steelers team that started out 11-0. and What was that, two years ago? Oh, I agree. That's why it feels I was very similar. In my head just a second ago, I was thinking the Eagles because they've been really good so far. But then I just feel like it's going to be one of those cases where but they just kind of had the potential to fall. They kind of die sure. out. Yeah. I mean, think look at how excited they got last year or not last year, last week beating the Colts by one. I right. know. <laughs> yeah, which is why I didn't say I was going to take them. I said I wanted to take them, but I don't know if I will. And don't obviously do it. Well, now I want to take it because you told me not to. No. And I'm not going to choose uh, Cowboys or 49ers because you guys are taking them and 
That'd be cheating. He wants to we well, wait a minute. We can't all be choosing the same teams. We can't. So play. then, but you're not. One of us could end up. So he's correct. not taking the Eagles, and then you said the Cowboys are 49. So who from the NFC are you going to be taking out of? Why not go Vikings? Why do I, I not even think of the Vikings? I'm an idiot. I mean, that's. And I, I, I mean, of them. that's an interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. why I'm not giving the Vikings credit is because I feel like they lack postseason experience. Now, I mean, they could do something like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase did last and year. They, no, okay, There's Kirk, Kirk Cousins that. been to multiple postseasons. He has. He has. Thielen has. But, Justin Jefferson, but honestly, you're, you're, but has he gone all that far? Though? Number one guy, the guy like. While you do rely on a quarterback, the guy you're relying on is Justin Jefferson, and he's gonna be on a stage on a st- that you want him to basically perform at a level, perform on a stage that he almost he hasn't really done before. He's gonna be playing longer. That said, he's he playing play, longer he than he ever has. Played in the has. national championship at LSU. He, no, no, oh no, he did do that, but so, he's also playing longer same, than he but ever like, has. He has played on big postseason stages before. And I think his talent will be, I mean, he he's performed well, very well this season under pressure, especially in that that Bills game that was. Legendary. Oh, that was beautiful. He played. He showed that he can perform very well under pressure. So I don't think the pressure of the postseason will be a problem for him. So I do think that's the Vikings are, are a very strong candidate at this point. With with most of their players except for him having experience. I don't. I don't hate that take. That's just. You know, I have my reasons for not. Okay, going. so and then who's your AFC team? Just to be different, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think that also they... Also very strong. So we, got, we got a rematch then of yeah. the game of the year in his book. I would be for Because he had the Vikings. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, they're being led by Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs uh, and Singletary. Just... I foresee it happening. Obviously, who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks? Anything, anything could happen. Things could change very quickly. It's just a competitive game all, competitive league all around, really. Yeah. And speaking of them, um, let's move on to week thirteen yeah. and talk about this Thursday night matchup with the Bills and the Patriots. What is your why why would on? we talk about that game? It's a, big, it's a big, division game. Big division game. If I the th- Patriots arrive, I don't think the Patriots are going to do a thing. No, but I'm saying in the case that if the Patriots lose, then they're falling way back in this divisional race between the rest of the teams, and this could affect. They're, they're out of the division race if they lose this. Yeah, and this could affect them for the playoffs too, because if they fall to 500, basically, it's going to be tough for them to. Come back. I'd if if the Bills were to lose this game, then th- this becomes the Dolphins' division to lose. Oh uh, yeah. I so the implications the implications for all the teams is what matters here, really. I mean, I personally I think the Bills will win. I was gonna say I think the Bills win this because I just think they've been unstoppable the for Patri- most of the season. The Patriots have their pick for the all their picks for the draft this year, right? What do you mean? Like they have their first round draft pick, right? The Patriots do. I don't know if I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't think they've traded away. I'm pretty sure they still have their first round. Why are you like? They're not a good team. At least like they win games because Belichick is a phenomenal coach. 
you're relying on Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, ja- uh, Jacoby Meyer, Devontae Parker. Ramondre like, Stevenson has been. He has been phenomenal. I he's been from that. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, there's. They've won. Three, and their defense is always consistently. Their, four games. their defense has always they consistently have the been good. Over the Jets, who's a division team only one game ahead of them. To be fair, though, when they beat the Jets, the Jets were having their own problems with Zach Wilson. They were. But that being said, the, the Jets are one game ahead of them. Having the tiebreaker over them is could be a huge factor in the division and wild card race. No, and at the same time, we you're talking about Jones and Zappi struggling. But in the game last week, um, I'm pretty sure Mac was, what, 29 for 37 with 300-something yards and what, two or three touchdowns? He had a really solid game, actually. I'm not saying it'll translate for the rest of the season for him, but he might have right righted the ship with that, that game. So, we just have to see. And just to be clear, we are recording this at 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. So, the game is being played in about five hours from now. So, all of these predictions that we're making right now are pre-game. Uh, so, when this comes out tomorrow... Obviously, there'll be uh, you know results of the game, uh, but still, what I'm thinking is it's going to be definitely important, and obviously, with the standings how they are, very important that the Eagles at least try and win if they want if they want to have any chance of the season looking well for the rest of the year. And I think the pressure is going to. I think Patriots are going to perform under pressure and actually come away with the win in this game. Hmm. It's, it's my bold prediction. You know what I'm. You know what I missed most over Thanksgiving break. You and your awful <laughs> takes. <laughs> okay. They haven't been completely off in how many, in co- off how many people pickup. have you called for your Heisman that have fallen off? I have. Okay. I would like to we, say we don't need to talk. This is the NFL. This, not yes, we don't. We'll talk about college football. Okay. Later. We'll make. I've only done later. two people for Heisman. One of them had a season-ending injury, so I'm we're not counting that one. <laughs> all That's right, all I say. What, what game are you most looking forward to this week? Me personally, I'm very much looking forward to the Browns-Texans game. <laughs> because are, are you serious right now? I am very excited to see Deshaun Watson okay, back okay, on the field. Okay, okay. I am very, very excited to see Deshaun Watson back on the field. He he thinks Texans can win. I have already picked up Deshaun Watson in almost all of my fantasy leagues where he was available. Even though I already have Tua, I'm very excited for this game. It has been a long time since we've seen Deshaun on the field. I'm excited. Who's getting a phone call right now? E. E. That's my game. I just think that's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm excited to see Deshaun back on the field. I feel like the, I feel like we should just consider that a headline for Deshaun being back and everything. Because overall, and the game, the overall as a game, Houston. I feel like it'll be a blowout. Because the Texans are just they're oh, kind of just riding their way to the first Houston. pick this year. I know it's in Houston. I I I I have no doubt that the Browns will blow them out. I just want to see Deshaun Watson play yeah. again. It, it would be fun <laughs> to see him, yeah. Can it's we? That's going to be great. So, can we name this week's podcast instead of like NFL Week 13 or whatever? We'd name it Deshaun Watson is back. With oh, no. wait. Speaking of that, no. did you guys see the article that ESPN put out on that? Like 20 
of the supposed oh, 24. It was, like a, it was like 11, but still. Oh, was it 11? At one point, it was 20. Okay, but still, a number of the people who accused him of allegedly whatever was going on with him are going to be in attendance for the game. That's not going to do much of anything, but that's a that's a different story. No, I'm just I'm just saying I think that it's just interesting. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, the game the game I'm picking game of the week this week is an AFC Championship rematch: Chiefs versus Bengals. Oh, that will be a good. Should be a great great. And Jamar's game. back. Wait, who's Jamar's back? Jamar's who's back. Though? Both offense Incency. Incency. Both teams are trending up. Huh, Chiefs that's, look stronger, but it's in Cincinnati. That's interesting because they played each other in Cincy last year, like during the regular season. So that's kind of interesting that they're going right back there again. Are you going to cry about it? Give me Jamar for a massive fantasy game. Oh yeah, because he, he he killed them last year during the regular he, season, and he hasn't he hasn't played in. Has it been three weeks now? Four? That was like one of his breakout yeah. games. He had like three touchdowns against yeah. him. Three or four touchdowns. So, yeah. And then he did it again to him in the playoffs. I'm going to predict Jamar. Like this is going to be one of the biggest fantasy football games of the year. Yeah. Jamar, Burrow, Mahomes, and Kelsey all going over 35. And the Chiefs win in a shootout. That, over 35 prediction. fantasy points? All four of them. That, that's my prediction. That's not, that does not surprise me. All four of them have done it at more than once this season. And I have the Chiefs winning in a shootout. I have, I have a nice little addition to that. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Jamar Chase is Marcus questionable right now. They did announce he was returning, though. He is? Okay. He is. If, if he's this questionable, then I guarantee he's playing. I was about to say. Unless yeah. you see the word doubtful he was, or worse. Right. Then he was yeah, a okay. game, game-time decision last week. Right. So they, they meant to say they've basically... Yeah. You know, concluded that they're coming, that he's going to be there. And I will say the other game that I'm very much looking forward to. This is what Z predicted to be the Super Bowl matchup. Dolphins are playing 49ers this week. I think this could be another. You are you ready for this? Here's my bold prediction for this game: is I don't think Christian McCaffrey's the difference maker in this game. I think it's Debo Samuel. Debo. Wow. Debo's had. Compared to last year, Debo has had a quiet year. And I think I think we reawaken a beast in Debo this weekend. Now, I it's in San Francisco, which is gonna make it harder on Tua and the Dolphins. Because we we know 49ers fans travel and they don't have to go anywhere this time. So we know they'll show out, they'll be great. I have not seen Tua lose a game with the core around him, and I don't think that ends this weekend. I'm taking Dolphins, and oh, and I'm also taking the Bengals over the Chiefs. You are okay. Yeah, no, I actually, I definitely agree with that McCaffrey statement because honestly, since he's gotten there, he's been, he's been pretty good in terms of like fantasy points and stuff. He's but, been utilized but so weirdly. Usage-wise, yeah, they have Mitchell. Like, since he came back, they've been kind of balancing him out. I think Mitchell has gotten more carries than McCaffrey has. But he's like gone. He's done weeks. for the season now. Elijah Mitchell is. Is he? Yeah. Well, six to eight weeks. But so. either, okay. But then, going to the other side of it, the Dolphins' run defense has been one of the best in the league consistently the past couple of years. So, I feel like they'll be able to contain him. So, then... The 49ers are going to have to rely on Garoppolo having a really good game. So, 
I feel like you're right. Like Debo is going to get utilized in different ways to kind of confuse the Dolphins' defense. But at the same time, I feel like the Dolphins' offense is just nobody can stop them. But it's going to be a really big game for both teams at this point in the season. But um, basically to make a statement or whatever for both teams because this is like a really good matchup. So we'll see where both of them are standing right now based on how they played this weekend. And then one more. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game uh, offensively. I swear if he says the Eagles. No, no. The 4-7 and seven Jaguars at the 4-7 and seven Lions. I think offensively it's going to be a good game with both of them having identical, almost identical yardage. Pretty close uh, points per game. It it could be interesting to see what happens, especially uh, fantasy-wise. Well, both teams are a lot more heavy on offense and very, very light on defense so far this season, so that could be a very fun matchup. Nah, give me Lions. Easy money. Yeah, Lions. Easy money? I, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence in that one. I think, I think I the Lions. In the, in the previous game, because I never, I never made my pick, Z, Z said that Dolphins are undefeated with Tua, but I'm taking the, the 49ers undefeated streak with McCaffrey, with McCaffrey on their roster continuing. Oh, that is true. They're two undefeated. Hey, four, the, I mean, the Dolphins got a bigger sample size, though. Valid. That's that's last season flowing into this season. Yeah. And then you got McCaffrey. It's only been four. In his last years. 16 games. 4-0, four, four oh, but their offense, and McCaffrey, or their offense and Garoppolo have just looked – a lot more comfortable. Let's just say it'll in, be it'll be an offensive battle for in sure. In the last yeah. in the last seventeen games, Tua has started and finished. The Dolphins are sixteen and one. Think about that. I'm just that is an that's an amazing stat on Tua. Yeah. It is, and if there's a game that if there's a game that he's gonna lose, this this very well could be one of them. But that that this game could very well that game could very well go either way. All right, Jackson. I think it's time for you to wrap us up, unless you've got anything else All to right. say. No, I've got nothing else. Uh, this is Sports Rundown podcast, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Yes, because we're just coming out Friday, so we'll be back yeah, tomorrow we'll be with back. Uh, college football, uh, wrapping up with the uh, conference championships uh, this week. So we'll very see how that exciting. goes. I'm going to get muted. Catch us on the run.